0: Welcome to Unlocking the Best You. I'm Lisa Phillips, and I'm super excited to be here today with Erica Troy, music educator and supermom. Erica, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'm so excited to talk to you. Why don't you start by sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I've been teaching music, mostly elementary
1: school, for 20 years. It's my 20th year in the classroom. Uh, I live in Maine, just north of Portland, so about two hours north of Boston. And um, I'm here with my two girls who are downstairs. They're doing their remote learning today. Uh, I have a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. And that is, in a nutshell, my story. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> So today we are going to talk about burnout, and I guess we're going to talk about burnout from a few different perspectives. We're going to talk about it from the teacher perspective mm-hmm. and also from the mom perspective, and it's great that you actually have both sides to share with us, which is kind of cool. Right. Why don't we sort of start with, you know, what are some common warning signs to look out for when you're, when you're on that verge of burning out?
1: Yeah. So I think it's probably different for everybody. I know for me, I really hit a wall a couple of years ago. I was like 38 years old and I had been in the classroom for, I don't know, 17 or 18 years at that point. And things were just, it just, things things started to feel really heavy and things started to feel like everything was work. Home was work and school was work. And it was like, nothing was, um, nothing was feeling like light and carefree at that point. Um, and I really started to question everything. I really started to question my marriage and I started to question my career choice and I started to question like, oh, maybe I should just get on a plane and move to Bali. So that's kind of my, <laughs> I have a bit of an escapist tendency there where it was like, okay, so now when I'm thinking that everything needs to change, something, something's up here, right? Um, so that was for me, but I know for other people, it's just sheer exhaustion all the time and it's not wanting to... Get up and go to work in the morning. It's, um, I think, pretty common at some point to hit that wall where it's things just start to feel overwhelming and feel like it's too much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's also an element of people not taking care of themselves. Yes. So they just let let them let themselves go. They don't take care of their health. They don't take care of their physical fitness. There's spiritual health, all those different aspects, and they let it go for so long. And then they have that um, tipping point where things all of a sudden get much worse. But in reality, if you actually just spent a little bit of that time, um, you know, for yourself every day, every other day, it may not get to the point where it feels so overwhelming, as you said. Right. And there is the place
1: where as women, as moms, as teachers, we're in this kind of helping, caring, giving role all of the time. And it does get to the point where if you don't take the time to kind of refill your own cup, you've got nothing left to give. And that's exactly. that happened. That has happened to almost every mom and teacher I've known at some point. And we've all kind of dealt with it in our own way and we've all kind of moved through it in our own way. Um, and of course, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's really a process of kind of taking stock of what's happening and kind of making some some decisions about how to adjust things to make it work for you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the classroom and how this maybe relates to the classroom. Because when you're, de- especially now during the pandemic, and there's, things are not quote unquote normal. So there's just automatically more stresses in the world in general. So how does that work in terms of a teacher? How does that How does that play it on the classroom? Let's say, you whether you're teaching in person or online Mm -hmm. and you have you know 20 kids 25 kids whatever the number is and you need to keep them engaged but you have going on in the background in your mind that you know you're just at this tipping point what do you do to sort of manage your class
1: right yeah it's tricky and this year in particular is tricky um there's a, a place where almost everyone is feeling like a first-year teacher this year and feeling like everybody's just barely hanging on. Uh, everything is new, right? Everything, things that we've done for years and years and years all have to be changed and thought through, and that takes a lot of mental energy and a lot of time. Um, plus, I, it's fair to say that we're all kind of in this collective trauma piece, right, where we're all just in this... Global pandemic, where things are uncertain and all there's all kinds of stuff going on, so it makes sense right that this would be a year that people are like, "What is happening here? yeah um, but the truth is that we still have a job to do, and we still have to show up for the kids, and they still need us to be that steady person in the front of the classroom, maybe even in their lives right it might we might be the one place that they can come that is stable right now. There's a lot of stuff going on with a lot of families um. So, you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but the whole remember your why thing is a big one for me. If I can walk in the door in the classroom in the morning and just say, you know, I'm here for the kids. I can do this. Right. I can I can shelf all this other stuff that doesn't matter right now. It's going to be there at three o'clock when the bell rings and I can pick it back up and take care of it then. Um, That's huge. Right. And and really working on being present in the present moment, not worrying about what's coming up later, not worrying about what happened yesterday, but really taking a look at those kids in front of you and, um, doing the best you can with what you've got. And there's also a piece of giving yourself some grace, right? Not everything has to be a plus, 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 plus work this year. It can't be, there's no way that we can keep that going. And I work in a district full of overachievers and this has been Mm -hmm. the hardest part is yeah. just knowing that we're not going to get through the same amount of material as we have before and we're not going to get to the same place that we have before and that's okay. That's okay. Like we're the kids are going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to pick it all up. Um and just kind of that grace. That grace is so important right now.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree and I love what you said about remember your why. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing mm-hmm. and I think that's such a strong Strong point to keep in mind, because if you if you focus on what's your purpose there and the fact that it's, you know, you might be the only stable point for those kids throughout the day because you really don't know always what's going on at home, it, it, it gives you, you can sort of leave all the other um, things that you're dealing with in your own life and like you said, just put it aside and focus on what they need right then in that moment. So how would you how would you, what would you tell teachers who maybe are looking for some tricks, strategies of, you know, if you're in a class mm-hmm. and let's, let's talk even, I don't know, even online, mm-hmm. like how, how do you get through those moments when you're feeling like it's just a little bit too much? Mm-hmm. Can you maybe give some tips or tricks of things that teachers can do? Right. Yes, I think prioritizing what's
1: most important right there in that moment is the number one thing. If there are things that don't need to get done right now, leave them aside. There are things that probably won't get done this year, and that's okay. Um, I also think that really taking a look at the kids in front of you and like going back to the the why why are you there? I can tell you from my perspective, I'm not there to teach music. I'm there to teach kids, and as long as I can keep that in the front of my brain. I am creating the space for them to find themselves and to learn. And that's all that matters. If they come out of my class and they've learned something about music, awesome. I'm doing my job there too. But, and they will, but the most important thing is that when they're in front of me, they feel seen and they feel heard. And if that's all we get to, that's okay. It's okay. Um, I also think you know just making sure that you have something planned for yourself, and whether that is like me, bath time every single night. Right, close the door, do not disturb. This is my twenty minutes to myself. It works for me. That's all I need.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
1: you know, in a in normal years, I need to get away for a week and do my own thing for a week. That's not happening this year, but I can close the door and say, "Give me twenty minutes. I'll be out. I'm going to be a much better mom and a much better teacher." If I can carve out that time and for other people, it might be you know, making time to go for a run in the morning, it might be making the time to do a virtual yoga class, it might be time to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's something that's going to fill your cup um, and not be a demand on your system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing I've been also doing is just trying to take better care of myself mm-hmm. physically. So, you know, my husband and I have started to do like you know cold pressed juicing mm-hmm. and just just getting more fruits and vegetables into our body, and you know, cutting down on sugar, things like that. Just those little changes mm-hmm. can make such an impact and just give you, like you said, fill up your cup a little bit more and give you more energy whether it's mental energy, physical energy, they're, they're all combined, really, right. um, to, to push a little bit further. Right. None um, of this exists in a vacuum, right? If we yeah. aren't taking
1: care of ourselves outside of school, then there's no way we're going to be at our best selves when we're in school. And if we're not getting sleep at night, which I know for right now is hard for a lot of people, sleeping is not easy when you're stressed and when things are going on. But it's so important to, to really just dive into what your body needs When does it need it? And how can can you make it happen? And it may involve conversations with the people around you. You know, it may involve, I need to talk to my husband and I need him to make lunches in the morning because it's the one, I can't, I just can't have that on my plate. Or it may be talking to my kids and saying, you know what, when my door is closed, do not disturb unless it's an emergency. And that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to set up those boundaries Um, it's okay to say at lunchtime at school, I'm not doing work for 20 minutes, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat my lunch. That's okay. And yes, Mm -hmm. that work will need to get done at some point. That's a choice that you make. But if having those 20 minutes of not having your head in the school game is important, and that's what's going to keep you in the classroom, then it's worth it.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And especially just what you said about, uh, you know, engaging everyone around you, whether it's okay. your family members, your colleagues, just creating a little bit more of a team atmosphere okay. and realizing that everyone needs to pitch in in different ways to actually just make make the situation that we're all dealing with a little more manageable. And so you can sort of tip the scale and you can be in a situation where you can actually thrive instead of you're you're barely keeping your head above water. Right. So how do you do that at home? Because you're, you know, I don't know if your kids are in person at school, are they online? Is it a mix? (laughs) And then how do you (laughs) sort of, how do you balance that between what's happening, you know, as a teacher, because you've got your mom mm-hmm. hat and your teacher mm-hmm. hat, so you've got I, a, a mix of both. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. It's a wacky year, and it's an, it's a really interesting year. I have an eighth grader who, we're hybrid, so my kids are in school part-time, they're home part-time, um, and so my eighth grader's home by herself two days a week doing her schoolwork. And uh as a mom, that's been tricky, right? Like she's gotta log on to her classes at the right time and she has to make sure all of her work's done. And it's a lot to ask of a thirteen year old to remember to log on to your Google Meets call at ten thirty two in the morning and you know, so there's been a lot of um a lot of training in that department in terms of how we set things up at the beginning and how we Made that happen to give her some of that responsibility, a lot of that responsibility really um, to make sure that she was in charge of her schoolwork and that she re- was really clear about what was expected and when she was needed to be doing things and she 's doing it right right she's
0: doing she 's doing just fine how did you set that up like did you did you just have a conversation with her like did you set <laughs> expectations like what you know what would you suggest to moms that are trying to have- struggling to figure mm-hmm. out how to actually get their kids involved like that.
1: The first thing, and this was the hardest part for me, was actually understanding what her schedule looked like. like Because... So much of the communication at the middle school level comes directly to the students and not to the parents. There's a little bit of a digging process that has to happen there, right? You have to actually go to your child or go to your child's teacher and say, "Can you just like give me the rundown? I'm not understanding how this is working there honestly, we've been doing this in September, and there are still parts of her schedule that I'm not a hundred percent clear on. She gets it. I don't yeah um." And that's okay. And then it was a process of what's going to work here. You know, can you do work in your bed? Can you make that happen? Do you actually have to get dressed in the morning? Like, where where is the line here? Are we doing work all day long? Are you taking a break for lunch? Like, some of those pieces are really about just getting her to self-regulate and to figure out mm. what... And this is a 13-year-old. Like, we're asking a lot of these kids, right? This is adult-level work. Check your email. Show up on time. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. And it hasn't been perfect. You know, she's missed some classes. She's missed some assignments. And that's okay. And she's a 13-year-old girl and freaked out about it and then got her work done and moved on. But there is a piece of, of having those expectations that you are going to show up for your class Um, And you are going to get your work done, regardless of whether we're here or not. You're going to give your best effort. And also knowing that parents are partners with the school. And if something isn't working, reach out to the teachers. You know, there are some things that teachers can't control. If your kid is in bed till 1045 in the morning, that's not something that the school can take care of. That's got to be a parent decision and a parent situation there. But if a kid, if you've got a kiddo who's struggling with too much work, not enough work, you know, getting organized in terms of getting long, long long-term projects done or whatever it happens to be, you know, teachers are there to be partners with you and it's okay to reach out. It's actually so much better to reach out before you're drowning because by the time everybody's in, you know, in over their head, it's hard. It's hard to pull everybody out, but those quick little check-ins, you know, I, can you just check in with my kiddo on this project? Um, We had a big major meltdown over this last night. Um, And the other thing I will say is this has been a huge year for teaching my child to advocate for herself Mm, and to send an email and to say, I don't understand this problem. I need help with this, Uh, which is something that's been hard for her in the past. So in some ways, this wacky year has been a blessing in terms of her being able to reach out and say, I don't get this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here and having it be okay.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I have an eleven-year-old stepdaughter. I have three stepchildren, mm-hmm. but my, you know, our eleven-year-old, also, you know, there is an element of for sure being partners with the teacher and making sure that you know she's advocating for herself and checking in with them when she doesn't understand things. And it's it is it's it's a life skill, and like you said, it's adult level skills okay. that we're expecting them to to do right now I think a key thing also is just to focus on rewarding everybody when things go well you know it's very easy to talk about burnout and overwhelm and all those things but one of the basic principles of this universe is what you put your attention on grows so if you put a lot of your focus on oh it's so hard and it's difficult and this is wrong and that doesn't work and there's so many issues here if you just focus on all of that, you just pull and attract more of those things to you. Whereas if you can actually just acknowledge and validate everyone for for their effort and for trying and for, you know, doing well in that specific moment, you sort of attract those things to you. So that's something, you know that I, I know works Mm -hmm. when you actually implement it. And that's something that I would suggest to you, our listeners, um, if, if that's something that you're struggling with, you know, as much as you do need to have the self care and focus on different types of strategies, you also need to just focus on what is good, because if you look for it, there are good things happening around despite all the overwhelm. Always. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. so I think we'll we'll leave it off on that. I don't know. What do you think, Erica? Does that sounds like a good good, uh, ending point for Mm -hmm. today? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Unlocking the Best You. We'll see you next time.